Stanley, what are you doing, bro? Stanley. Don't obstruct. Stanley, you're obstructing. Observe, but do so not obstruct. What is this outfit you're wearing, Pat? What are you talking about? Is this a is this like a wetsuit? This is <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I call this outfit, Jeff. I hit the vape pen too hard before walking into Target. <laughs> like, I need one of these. Yeah, I need. Yeah, actually, I I think I was like, uh, I wanted a hoodie. I wanted a zip up hoodie, and I went in for a black hoodie with the traditional uh, silver. Yeah, like, legitimately, I was actually looking. I had a specific you had something look in, in mind. mind, right? As one would. <laughs> and what happened? Damn vape pen. You just <laughs> <laughs> does it have a hood? Oh yeah. Oh, it's got a hood too. My favorite thing right now, Jeff, is performance uh, sweatpants. Performance sweatpants. Or, so, or performance. for our viewers at home and for our listeners who can't see you, Pat is wearing what appears to be a. <laughs> 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 really cool. I'll finish your. We finish our sentences this is, now, yeah, all the time. It's we've been so much time together. It it appears to be a wetsuit that's made out of um, lycra. No performance. It, it's made out of performance. It does have shorts to it. It has a hood, long sleeves. Yep. And apparently, Pat walked. He's not in. looking me in the eye anymore. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Pat walked into Walmart a boy, but came out a man. Right. I mean, it's got pockets. Oh, it's got pockets. You know what this speaks to, though. This definitely speaks to our, um, you know, our topic for today. And uh, by the way, well, I should just welcome oh, yeah. everybody back to this next episode of the Six AM Podcast. It's season two hundred and yep. uh, episode five sixty five sixty B. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> BC BC. Right, and uh, yeah, we're happy to be back in the caddick. We were on uh, house arrest in the last episode, and finally, you know. It just feels better here, Pat. Yeah, it I, just feels better. I like the I like the dynamic a lot more. It did I feel not. Like yeah, we yeah. we still overtalk a little, but also it's uh, it's just it just feels better. It just, just does feel the, better. The energy is so much better. It's like it. a lot better. Thanks for being here. No, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate thanks for you. Being here, thanks. Guys. Thank you guys for being mood. here. You know, I am actually in a great mood too. Did we all just do crystal meth? Before Might we started as well this? have. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little itchy, but I feel yeah. great. Yeah, just a little. So the the t- I mean, yeah. what you've just talked about is expressing yourself through your your clothing options and your yeah. wear, right? And what I want to talk about today is is your creativity in jujitsu. Yeah, I want to oh, talk. Yeah. The main topic today is creativity, and it's something I know a lot about because I live my life in a creative field. And interestingly enough, I spend a decent amount of my own time convincing myself that I actually am creative. <laughs> Trust me, you are. No, thanks. Yeah, I, as, I as somebody who has personally uh, been a proprietor of your services, I, I indeed say, you have been. I am pleasantly surprised. Well, thank you. And I only there is like <clears throat> there's been shows that I've been like, like I I think we should do a couple more episodes just because like GDP. I yeah, was like, man, because I love the artwork that much. Oh, I'm like, well, I'm like one of those things that like it I inspired never, you to do more. I never want to truly not. Like cancel it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I always want to have like that as a show because I really love like the your take on. That's it. That's a huge compliment, man. And I also, appreciate it. you've helped. Oh well, I, I it's earned, well earned. Trust me. I uh, I I applied a uh, a meaning behind all the work that I do. I give an explanation, yeah. and that's what Pat's in reference to. Not just the artwork itself, but what I was thinking about when I made it. You've actually personally helped out a lot of the uh, podcasts that I produce. Yeah, uh, that uh, my friends host. Uh, yeah. uh, everything yeah. like that, and and. Uh, like I said, proper bonics. There's a uh, uh, and and my production company in general. Yeah, Baby, Baby Mermaid, Mermaid Productions. Productions. Yeah, guilty so, as charged. So, so there's plenty of uh, uh, perspective I have on this as well. It's true. You are fair a very enough. creative person. Thank yeah. you, thank you. That's fair enough. And so the question today becomes like, at what point? And I'll, and I'll just pose the question to you, especially from your perspective right now. At what point do you did you feel or do you feel is time for you to? Um, introduce your own creative take or your own creative bent or do you even feel creative when you're working in the world of jujitsu when you are studying jujitsu and practicing jujitsu yeah how do you feel about where creativity 
plays a role my, my in your per- work. My personal experience, even just with creativity, I, I was actually just thinking about this because I've... Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but Pat lives his life as a creative as well. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah you do. I, I am a, I'm a performer. He I is a performer. He writes and he does comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I... Uh, I <clears throat> and I, a producer. And yeah. A, <laughs> Yeah, I feel on. like editing. I feel like editing. Editing. I've, I've discovered definitely. a lot of creativity in like in the yeah. post production. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a thing that I notice when I watch like a lot of shows and movies that I'm like, oh man, I know exactly how they did this. Right. I could do yeah. this. Yeah. Also, like, Pat's a musician as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I could just go on, <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. kind of yeah. If you if you have one visit to the Caddick, you can see kind of all the different things I'm creative at. Like You're surrounded like, by the things you love. Yeah, I, yeah. I truly, yeah. I, I'm passionate about a lot of things, and, um, and I feel like that's true. Like with a true creative or true artist in general, like I always talk about this with martial arts in general. Yeah, I love people's perspective, but a lot of, a lot of the other things that I am creative at, I am self-taught at as well. Sure, right, so, right. Jujitsu is, I feel like, one of the first things that I'm actually getting a true professional's perspective. Interesting, yeah. And and, and getting actual, like, so it's it's the hardest one that I've I've okay. done, but it's it's also the coolest. Like, I feel like it's the one that is serving me the most, and is also fueling a lot of my other creative. It, like, I'm learning a lot from it, right? But also, that could just be the way you teach. I don't know, I but mean, I I give credit to you and jujitsu in general for being the one that is like I'm actually getting the prof- like a professional uh, perspective. Right, right. So so where do you feel then in your like where do you belong in that from your create from a creativity standpoint? Man, where I, do you insert yourself in? I where do you where does Pat insert? It. Okay, all yeah. right, interesting. I all feel right. like and, and it's not necessarily. Um, it's not necessarily on on purpose, I don't think, but it's, it's also just the fact that I'm coming up on my purple belt soon. Right. I feel like, and or I know. <laughs> I mean, it's the natural I mean, progression, yeah. right? Yeah, right. That's the next thing. Right. You'd be surprised <laughs> if you get your white belt. That'd be crazy if I went back. <laughs> yeah, right. Why are you? What? Why do I get this one? <laughs> yellow. What? What's a yellow and black belt? Uh, but I would I would say like, I'm finally getting to the point where I'm embracing my creativity in jujitsu okay where i'm like starting to discover my it's not strengths or weaknesses it's again just your your game like your right. your strengths and weaknesses right it's not like a it's not better or worse than anybody else necessarily but unless you're looking at it from a a true like yeah. a like technique wise again remember our technique yeah. talk oh do i don't want to get into it yeah. i don't want to bum you out again <laughs> <laughs> but um but no i i want to be like uh, it's i want to be I'm learning this, and I have a teacher. I have you do. knowledge at my disposal, and I don't have to just guess it. Right. I do really like learning more because the more I learn, the more freedom I have yeah. to do creative things because the more confident I am there we knowing go. I can get out of it. There we go. So that's what I, I know. I know. Give me, give me a minute. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm still. Well, I mean, we're early in the, in the recording side. I know. Of things, I got to get my uh, second cup in here. Yeah. Know? I mean, if you're like. But I feel like the the more um, technique and the more professional methods that I'm learning, the more I'm actually going like, oh, okay, I can I can do more here. Right. I have more choices here. I have more options here. Right. So uh, I, I feel like that's that from my personal like now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just now I'm starting to embrace it. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. I mean, I, so I have a very I have a very sincere perspective. Um, uh, on how whether or not people are creative and there's most people will say i am not creative it's it's a lie everybody's born creative yeah and and that's a that's just a fact and when we talk about creativity we usually put it in reference to like the uh the i don't want to say the manufacturing but the production or the creation of art what we would consider to be art but that's not what creativity is creativity is 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 take how you solve problems you know, creativity is like the decisions that you make every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I think it's really fascinating because, the, you know, with people who are born creative, one of the things that I love about jujitsu is that it really, so much of like what you're taught in the beginning of jujitsu is stuff that you were taught out of as a kid. Yeah. You know, how to get up, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Doing a get up, if you watch little ones, the way they do a get up is the way that we do get ups in <laughs> jujitsu, yeah, but yeah. we have to be taught that again. Right. And so in a lot of ways, as an instructor, you know, what I'm teaching you is how to be creative again, 
how to th- how to move your body, how it functions, why it does what it does, and and unlocking that part of you. And I and Pat can attest to this too. And, and many of you who are listeners to the podcast do jujitsu have heard this or have thought it yourselves. Is that you take what you're learning from jujitsu and applying it to all these other things in your life? Right, right. And that's because you're understanding and unlocking your own creativity. Right. You're seeing the connections, how it's all together. Yeah, I think I think the thing with like with most of any any, any of the like any of the ventures that I've had in jujitsu, like any kind of like right, I, I feel like I've gone down the path of like it's like a bad habit my creativity like i I, when i go like well can i just do what if i just do this like it's always like but i i appreciate your patience in teaching because a lot of times with that like thing because that's oftentimes i think can be interpreted as oh oh, i'm me trying to tell you a better way to do it (laughs) but it's always like i've never taken it that way but but i think because you understand that like a, a creative person you know creative person here (laughs) <laughs> hey, okay guys uh that's just trying to be creative okay he's not okay. trying to teach everybody just relax but yeah. a lot of times like uh, i think i th- i think that when i'm like with music like i always i i taught i taught myself how to play bass uh by listening to songs sure. and, and just playing along and just kind of learn i don't know if i like when people use technical terms with me and that's why it kind of triggered me. I feel like when I'm like, especially when we started doing the commentary and I'm like, I don't, I want to know. I want to know more. Like you I want to be an expert. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Right, I have the right. potential to be an expert in this. Right. I, and I feel, Oh, that's, that was the point I was trying to think of was like a, a true passion. I feel like a, a true um, creative person is somebody who, when you are met with an obstacle, you don't give up. Right. Like you could, you could go to, you could start trying to teach yourself bass and go like, boom, 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 that's not, that's not right. Boom, boom, oh. And then just go, eh. This is, I hate the bass. <laughs> yeah, right? I hate this. This, this. Is, this isn't for me. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my, uh, my, my wife got, uh, Dominique, uh, my wife, Dominique got a, uh, an escape room at home escape room. Okay. In the middle of her reading the instructions, I go. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> she's got, like, "What?" Pack got trapped in his own bathroom. He couldn't get out. <laughs> I was trapped up here. I was like, "I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to do." It. So it's just we're just solving riddles, right? Like that's what a at-home escape room is. It's basically you just have to pretend like you can't just walk downstairs and go to the fucking bathroom. So, <laughs> so I'm like, ah. So I I feel like when you're met with an obstacle, it, it, and that's how you can you can find your creativity a little bit easier. That's, I feel like a good uh, filter to use. Sure. What's the thing, what's the thing that has given you an obstacle and you have not given up on it? That's beautifully said. I mean, I think that that speaks to like when you, when you want to actually learn things and right. you want to apply like your own creative bent and thought and so forth is that when you reach challenges, you, if you have a strong foundational understanding of like what you're doing so that's where like teaching comes in Mm -hmm. is that it builds you you said it earlier in the podcast that builds you with the confidence that you need in order to tackle those obstacles right right and it's when we don't have that foundational understanding and we have nobody leading the way or teaching how these things are done you can feel lost at sea and eventually as uh as uh are one of our favorite bands, No Effects, a, a line that I, I repeat over and over and again. Swimming alone at sea is not the freedom that you actually want. Exactly. When you feel lost, like you're just like, I give up. I yeah, quit. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to yeah. do this. And so it's really good. It's really good when we when you can you can start to understand that like there are th- that you're unlocking your own creativity and the way that you approach problem solving is contingent upon your understanding of the fundamentals. And when you collect that understanding of the fundamentals, how do you do that? You go and find somebody that knows more than you. This is the case for every endeavor that you've ever done. Right. And I'm self-taught in a lot of things too. And I struggled speaking of bass. I'm a bass player as well. Knuckles. (laughs) I mean, come on guys. Okay. I'm a bass player as well. And I started the bass on my own trying to figure it out and hours and hours and hours of frustration yeah. and until, and, and, you know, I picked up things, I understood things to a degree, but I had no basis for music theory and didn't understand like no chord structures or bases, right? <laughs> like I had no basis. Right, right. <laughs> He's just going boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. <laughs> play, right. It's a bass. It makes bass sounds, yeah. right? Um, and then in my pursuit though, I ran into somebody that was, that recognized that I had no idea what I was doing technique wise with my left hand and, and which is, you know, making notes and so forth. And he, 
he was like, okay, no problem, man. I'll show you how this works. Yeah. I'll, I'll teach you the fundamentals of music theory so you understand why we play what we play and how it works. And it changed everything for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. It changed everything for me. And I'm still like a neophyte when it comes to music theory or understanding how things work. But but that that strong foundation allowed me to open up the doors to my own like thoughts. What I heard in my head, I can now play with my hands. Yeah. That was awesome. You know what's you know what's really funny is that the fact that even the point that I I made earlier about saying the more you learn, the more you have freedom to be creative. Yeah, I didn't even think to say. I feel like because the older you get, you have the stigma of you can't learn new things. Right. Yeah. We're gonna. I was gonna touch on that. And and like I feel like without even like realizing it, I already shit on my own point by going like you're 37 and you're still learning things in jujitsu. You idiot. Right. Oh. oh, right. <laughs> and then, and then also, you realize that's wait the a minute, genius I could of do it. that with the bass too. I could still because I was like, I, yeah. where am I going to go with music now? I'm like, right. I want to learn drums. I want to like formally like I love playing drums, and I feel like I'm okay. Yeah. Not not I, actually literally the first band I was in, I was the drummer, but you know, right. Yeah, it's the first band you're in. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I remember play, my first band. You yeah. play like one show maybe <laughs> at a bar. You play three songs. I think I think we did two, was, of, two of them covers. <laughs> yeah, mine was at a YMCA. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and then you're like that was so. I, I wasn't never a formal, obviously formally taught in that either. Right. But I didn't ever really own a drum set either. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not even, I'm not even equating that. Like, of course you can, you idiot, because you're, you know, you're already interested in music. Do it. Like, you can just right. go ahead and and I can go take a uh, a professional lesson and actually kind of reignite that passion. Yeah, right. To learn that. And right, because there's like there's your your instructors provide you with a and, and anybody could be a teacher if that person knows more than you and is able to communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can become a teacher, just the same way that you guys are teachers as well. When you're meeting somebody that's that's that doesn't understand a particular position in jujitsu, or you have the key to that, mm-hmm. then you become a teacher. You yep. can provide them with that, but teaching provides a security blanket for people who are learning it's like oh there's like i have now i can i can unload the stress on somebody else who knows the answer to it yeah and now i can apply what they're teaching me such a good feeling it's It's a great feeling feeling to say oh i'm having this huge problem i'm doing every time i do this and and explaining it to you and you going like oh i got that no problem yeah yeah watch it's Watch just, this. It's hey. just one thing, right? <laughs> <Come> on. <Yeah. laughs> what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> He's just staring at me in the eyes. <laughs> Stanley. It's pointed that way. <laughs> Stanley. He's still looking Sorry. at me deep in the eyes <laughs> with the big kitten eyes, too. You know what I mean? When they're Jesus big. Jesus Christ, Stanley. Dude. All right. Sorry. So anyway, the, no, it's exactly right. It was a very distracting for me. It was. <laughs> yeah. But yes. I think it's, and it, you know, what's really exciting for me from a, from a jujitsu perspective right now is that we are like, we're. We're not at the pinnacle of appreciation for jujitsu yet. It's on the rise. Like the, I can see it going up. But what goes along with it is all of the creativity, all of the people that have been practitioners for the last, you know, I want to say for the last 20 years and that are joining the ranks even as of today are looking at jujitsu differently than we did when we started yeah. 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And so, and we understand that there's a structure, so there's a system, but you always have to be wary of structures you have to be wary of the rules yep. because somebody's going to come along and break all of them and you're going to be like what have i been doing all this time yeah and i think that it's that's especially a, in an artistic endeavor yeah especially yeah. in an artistic endeavor that's right. a great fucking point yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and that's what this is guys yeah. and so but we're seeing it more and more frequently where people are like oh why do we we don't have to do it this way we can do it this way and all of a sudden something changes and now it could be a complete failure and that's okay because that just opens the door for other ideas because you might be onto something there right and so the reason i like so much in these like these questions like well what if i do this or what if i do that is that even a broken clock is right twice a day you only need one like nugget where you're like holy shit like i never thought about that you know that's a great point that's like like to say that and and realize like how many things are laughed at and and in their time are saying like this is terrible right right and then 20 year 30 year anniversary or something (laughs) like that it's doing a theater tour and they're doing q a's and the directors out there and they're like blah 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 there and it's this movie that everybody laughed at but it's like 
it's either gets credited as before it's time or it finds a niche audience. Sure. No matter it's what. It's a cult classic, whatever. Yeah. Right, if, right. If you are truly doing the thing that you are artistically fulfilled by, yeah. then you're not doing anything wrong as long as you're not hurting anyone else. Well. <laughs> I guess I mean well, <laughs> unless yeah, they yeah. also sign the waiver. <laughs> yeah, if you're not causing harm to yourself or others, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so, and and for you guys that are that are practicing jujitsu, or you're somebody that doesn't practice jujitsu, but you're thinking about like other ways to express yourself creatively. Like the beautiful thing about jujitsu. Well, what I wanted to say before I oh, jump sorry, onto that yeah. is to say that that this is. This is you being creative. This is a, an outlet for you to to express yourself, and that's the most um, important thing about martial arts in general. Right. That it, it is the expression of the human body. Right. Your your work, and I put that in quotes. Your work is how you deploy your understanding of the art. Right. From yeah. your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. From your knowledge of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. And based yeah. on the fundamentals that you've you've um, collected at this moment. And it's something that that continu- continuously gives you feedback, like immediate feedback. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether this was a success or not, yeah. Um, but but like every artist, like they don't. Not every piece that they make, not every song that they write, not every story they write, um, is a success. Yeah. Or was even considered good. Yeah. Or maybe it was good in the moment, but later on they're like, this just didn't age well. The rules in general are meant to be broken in artistic endeavors. Right. So like. Rules are great. Break them. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Rules are good. That, break we do them. finish each other's sentences. Yes, we do. <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, I agree with you, Pat, on this. Like, so when I, when I say, when I talk about the rules in jiu-jitsu, I, I speak of them like this. I say, as a general rule. Because I want you guys to understand yeah. that. Like, the more I teach and the more time I spend with you guys on the mat, the more I recognize that many of the things that I understand as a rule should be broken <laughs> or it will be broken if you don't accept that the rule is going to get broken it'll happen to you yeah right it'll happen to you because you're like no no that's not supposed to happen to me because that's a rule right and then and then you find yourself on the other end of that being oh man i guess it i guess it it's not a hard and fast rule right yeah yeah you know, exactly it's, it's a like general rule. Of like oh that's not a law it's not a law, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not have, a law. You have to realize rule. The rules are rules. They are essentially very stern suggestions. You know what I mean? Right. Designed to provide you guidance. You're not gonna. You're not necessarily gonna get time if you knee bar knee bar somebody. You know what I mean? Like you oh, at white belt. Right. You're not gonna unless you. I guess unless you rip their knee in half, <laughs> and then say fuck you. Uh, there's very specific scenarios, <laughs> and now, right? And now you broke one of my laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a law you broke. That's assault, brother. <laughs> but uh, but there's like there's when it's a rule, like a, a thing, you have to realize. Like I, I think I had that uh, recently in, in gi. I feel like there's a knee bar. Are knee bars allowed in gi? Yeah. Damn it. Maybe I just got a knee bar. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually purple belt and above. Okay. So yeah. So in this case, that was not the case. So okay, it, it was still one of those situations where I'm like, Pat, don't give him, th- don't give him your fucking need a bar. Right, right. Like that's that's still ultimately. I, I'm not here to victim blame, but I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I I was technically asking for it if I right. was just laying there saying he can't need more me. Right. Like if this was a fight. Yeah, you happen to be grappling with another experienced grappler in the street fight. Yeah, he in this position could rip the shit out of your knee. Right, and watch out. Right, it's going right because okay. as soon as you as soon as you say you can't do that, that's a rule. Right, someone's <laughs> gonna say, "Oh yes, I can." Oh yeah, and or they'll ask the question, which is more important, which is why not? Why can't I? Yeah, who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no. And you're, and then you're stuck with like I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I will take this up with. Oh yeah, it's a rule. It's a right. <laughs> Just shit we made up. Right? Yeah, yeah. But but really, like the rules, the rules are designed because they're they are they are our understanding at the time. So yeah. So when you're a teacher, you follow those rules because these are the lessons that we've learned the hard way over time. Yes. Until we are shown a better way or a different way. Yeah. Then you're going to say. As a general rule, <laughs> two arms in or two arms out, right? I mean, you're yeah. going to say those things because because it's 
generally a good rule to follow. Right. But it's not the ultimate. It's not the only thing. Also, if you were to if you were to always suggest the the other way, yeah, you, you would be you would have a much lower success rate Let's for sure. Yes, you would. But you know what? It brings up another point, and that is the things that you need to watch out for are the things that are said like this: always or never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? If you hear the words "always" or "never," yeah. that is that is. Um, that is a key indication that that person's full of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do that too. Rule, yeah. though, as a general rule, <laughs> is pretty. That's a pretty well thought out uh, yeah. uh, suggestion in my right. In my it's a suggestion. Yeah, right. I mean, the other thing to remember too is that is that the people I teach are full blown adults. You right. guys have managed to make it this long in life without my guidance. <laughs> right. I, I assume that you will. You know, apply that thinking while we're teaching and learning jujitsu to the you know in the same way that you've managed to navigate life without me up to this point. Yeah, I I am guilty of it. So that uh, please know that before I go into this, but I always find it funny when uh, the questions on like the to you or to the jujitsu uh, Facebook page or any of right. that is always like <laughs> is always like, hey, how do I wash my gi? It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Soap and water. <laughs> have, you, have you guys heard of this thing called a wash washing machine? Washing machine. <laughs> What's the tag say? Or like, or any suggestions on like? But I do understand it because I was in a situation like that. Of course, and you get like a course. little mat, gross rash thingy, and you're yeah. like, "What the fuck is this?" And yeah, like, no doubt. That's questions that are good, but like, yeah. Also, uh, yeah. I I had a lovely question today, <laughs> kind of a compliment as well. Somebody oh. asked, somebody said. Uh, uh, last time we rolled, you smelled lovely. <laughs> what, what kind of soap do you use? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, thank you very much. Like fresh bread. And I was like, but he's like in a good way. <laughs> you're like, like, wait a minute. Fresh bread? Like yeasty? <laughs> okay. Well, I did have a pizone. Why do you ask? <laughs> it was inside my gi at yeah, the time. I did have a pizone with me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like the the creativity in general, like, and and especially uh, we were talking about like even like teaching older dogs new tricks and shit. Sure, like that. we wanted to touch on that. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like that that is something jujitsu has absolutely taught me is been that like you're you're never too old to learn if you are if it's something that you feel creative with. It yeah, something that you you feel you can be or a creative endeavor, I guess, really. Well, there's two there's two like two ways to look at this problem. And it's interesting. And I think this will be like how we wrap this topic up. But I think it's, you know, the the idea, first of all, that you should know something that you were never taught. And yeah. people get embarrassed by that. But like, is there like because you say to yourself, I'm 37 years old, I'm 46 years old, I should know this by now. Yeah. And the reality is either you were taught it and you don't remember it or you were never taught it. So how the fuck are you supposed to know it? Yeah. Why would you know this? Yeah. Why would you know? Stanley. Jesus Stanley, Christ. God's sake, Stanley. You're fucking menace today, You brother. are. <laughs> Stop it. I like that. A menace. <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and I were on a worthless piece of shit kick the other day. Yeah. <laughs> so everything was like a worthless piece of shit. You're worthless, worthless piece of shit. shit. <laughs> There's a cadence with it. It was so awesome. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So the so one side of you says says that like I should know this. Why don't I know this? And no, no, no. You shouldn't know it. If you don't know it, you don't know it, and that's okay. No one taught it to you, or you they tried to teach it to you and you didn't retain it. It's fine. It's fine. So that leaves the door open for you to learn new things all the time. Right. And the other one is the one where you just had mentioned it, which is I'm too old to learn something new. And that, of course, is a defeatist fucking attitude. And no, that is not true at all. You can come in if you are if you are somebody that is uh, in, and we've had people like this who are in their 60s that are starting jujitsu for the first time. There, there is so much to learn. And now you cannot measure your progress and your your jujitsu self to everybody else at the age of 62 and you're starting jujitsu as a white belt. You're going to face different challenges than somebody who's 18 yep. or, or, <laughs> or 16 who's starting yeah, yeah. jujitsu yeah, as yeah. a white belt. And a lot of those have to do with your own physical limitations. But but it also includes your an entire lifetime of telling yourself that you can't learn new things. But clearly, something got into your head if you decided to start this at 62. So right. 
So again, look at it instead of looking at it as to whether or not you're too old or too fat or too dumb or too whatever to start jujitsu or start any creative endeavor for that matter is to remember that like this, your, what you get out of it is, is an, is your opportunity to be creative. It is calling you. Right. Don't ignore it. Don't, and don't pick worry. up the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Call calling down. you. We're all fat, yeah. dumb, and old. Yeah, exactly. Really, we <laughs> really? really are. I mean, come on, we really are. Re- it, legitimately, it, legitimately, yes, we are of one of those. I mean, for the most part. And honestly, if there's younger uh, people in the that, that we train with, we, we do have younger people. We do well. have we have a, we have a whole crew of younger people, and they're not necessarily fat. Or dumb, I don't think necessarily. Yeah, they're but actually really good looking too. Yeah, they're, uh, they're very smart. I smash a shit out of them. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you're like, piece of shit, <laughs> <laughs> you worthless piece of shit. I know, I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but uh, you know that that one movie uh, about that club. Yeah, but there's like there's that scene where it's, yes, it's where exactly. punching Dude, the shit I, totally, out. I relate to it so much. <laughs> sometimes you're like, oh, you fucking, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you, you're just you're not even fucking breathing heavy, you piece of shit. <laughs> 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 afterwards you're just, and they're like hey good roll and they just pop up and you're like yeah 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 i'm Show barely that motherfucker. I, yeah i'm barely winded too <laughs> <laughs> but no it's like it's one of those things that like uh uh i feel like you you have those elements like you there's plenty of people that are bad at jujitsu that yeah. go train at jujitsu they are sometimes some of the newest people yeah sometimes they've been there a while sometimes, sometimes they, they took some time off it doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter yeah don't worry about belts don't worry come to a nogi class come to a nogi class and then you don't know who and like you don't what know who's who. yeah there you go and yeah. then you can just be like hey everybody's yeah. got some cool and, spandex and on. when that dude like rolls you up and and submits you for the fourth time in a row. He's one of the good and, ones. And you ask and you ask him what rank he is, and he's like, "I'm a white belt." And you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> Maybe then ch- check out music. Have, have you Try, tried the bass? Have yet? you tried? <laughs> say, have you tried bass? See, we I, highly bass. highly recommend. That's why we do the pod. <laughs> it's true. You you guys like you you are you, this is. It, the most important thing is to remember that there's a reason why like these things are occurring inside of your head. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Right. Don't ignore it. Go go after it. Go do those things. And it, being good, being good is subjective. And that wrestler was a white belt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you not talking about that? No, no oh, I wasn't yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 This I was a hypothetical. <laughs> being good is only measured by your progress from the day before. Right. And your ability to to express like the fulfillment that you've feel in the in the doing of the work right is practice Show this up. is yeah. it's practice right so, so here's another really key point and I'll, I'll end on this because i think it's i think it's a good it's a good thing to think about is that is that nobody cares about your uh your finished pieces nobody cares about your work like when you lay it out right what they what they care about is is the pra- like and I shouldn't say nobody cares. So th- let me rephrase that. You as an artist will not care about your finished pieces. You will yeah. not care about like if you collect victories on the mat. At at some point, you're just like you're like okay, I got so what, right? The only thing that really matters is practice, because when you're practicing, all you're doing is is collecting more knowledge and yes. following that yeah, pursuit yeah. in a, in an endless endeavor to learn more. And to know more, not only of the art that you're practicing, but of yourself. So know thyself. It's there is no end. There is no end. It's limitless. I like that. It's Hell limitless. Yeah. So yeah, don't focus on don't focus on your finished pieces. Focus on your practice. Yeah, on the process, baby. On the process. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's cool. We did it. We. Did. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Jeff, uh, what's uh, do you know what's in the world of jujitsu currently? You know, maybe like today. First of all, and I do apologize, as we always do on this podcast or this section of the podcast, we are always a day late and a dollar short, and I'm providing you guys with things that you should be checking out after the date it happens because the podcast doesn't release until like. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to get better at that. So of course, you know, we've had a a whole variety of competitions that kicked off. Gordon Ryan was back again and he won, you know, in six minutes of his last didn't he did even a like, little thing with the box and he said, Look, yeah, here's the submission. By the way, yeah. I, they didn't I don't think they shot inside the box. Is there other did he probably had other cards in there? <laughs> just like, to, to say like, nah, like nah, nah, nah. <laughs> uh, 
Armbar. <laughs> like I said. Armbar. Like just as I predicted. Omoplata, smothering, and then says, uh, mother's milk. Uh, oh, uh, armbar. Armbar. Right. Told you. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, if you haven't seen this, if you haven't seen the match, it's uh, it's approximately six minutes long, and uh, it's his return to the Who's Number One match. The domination. It, wa- it, was, re- it was good. It was yeah. a good match. Um, you should check it out. The... Um, the interesting part about it is like is how he used a leg triangle as a ca- as a uh, bicep slicer to get the arm lock. Yeah, so yeah. he had the arm lock set up from you know from the side uh, mount position, and he he in order to make his opponent let go of his grips, he used a bicep slicer and yeah. then and then yeah, pulled yeah. the arm lock. It was good. It was kind of a cool way to like very, think about it. And very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah. He didn't really break a sweat in this one, but it yeah. was it was good. It was it was well well managed. But all kinds of stuff happened. But I saved everything today for you to talk about what's happening in World okay. Jiu-Jitsu because there's something very, very important, very pressing that we need to bring up on this podcast. Yeah. And we may be the first to feature this in a podcast. I think so. And I don't know. I don't know how big. I mean, it was. So we call it an exclusive. I I think it, it's an exclusive. It is something that I I viewed on the internet. So it, it is it is photo evidence. Yeah. That I will include in this uh this podcast right here. We will we will include it and we will describe it to you I in want, explicit detail. If you're just a listener, we will tell you what's going on. I here. want to warn everyone if uh, there's children in the room. Uh, please uh, ask, ask them, them to leave at to this leave time. Yeah. at this time. Especially if they're jujitsu practitioners. If they, yeah, especially anywhere. If they got any kind of gi whatsoever, any kind of martial arts, I feel like you need to ask them to leave the room right now. Because right. This is for mature audiences only. This is shocking. Shocking. This is... It's probably the most shocking thing I've, I've seen in quite a while. This is something I viewed via Bloody Elbow on X. Formerly Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is Sir Edward Bravo wearing his shoes on the mat. It is photographic evidence, ladies and gentlemen, of your... Soikold and everything. Look at that. Yeah, I see it. You see it? I've seen it already. And it makes me nauseous every time I see it. I also don't truly trust that that gentleman was taking a picture of Eddie Bravo. I think he was trying to sneak a picture of that uh, young lady's uh, butt. Yeah, unfortunately. But you know what? You know what happened? He caught that son of a bitch live right there on the mat, talking on a microphone, nonchalant, casual. He wasn't even like standing on his tippy toes. Like yeah. it mattered that the rest of Oopsie. his shoes were on the mat. Yeah, he's not even like looking down, going, oh. Oh, oops. like I can understand because that's the thing is he's on the mat. They, ha- I understand how some of these live productions go. Damn, I'm in the business, <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, they got to go to their mark. They kind of say, okay, hey, you know, all right, thanks, hey, great job, blah blah blah. So right. we're gonna just talk to you about, right? It. And then they go, hey guys, blah blah, and they start talking to him, and you know what right. I mean. So like he's he didn't just get there. He, he's on the mat. He's been there, he, but. Eddie Bravo's been on the mat. I put that. Oops, I put that in quotes. <laughs> on the mat, like for how many years? Come on, man. How many years? Guy doesn't even wear gi most of the time on the mat. What is the first thing I tell new students? What is the first thing I tell them? If Go I say, to, you get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you get on a get. Go on out. <laughs> Ain't for you. Shoot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I say if you want to if you want to keep and make friends at jujitsu, you need to do two things for me. One is no shoes on the mat. Second thing is wear your shoes in the bathroom. That's it. The it's rest very is gravy. Shoe related. Ten years from now, you'll get your black belt. Yeah, that's a, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that will keep you in the gym. <laughs> like, I mean, right? You know, yeah. It'll keep you in the gym within reason. But yes, yeah, that. no shoes on the mat. Wear shoes in the bathroom. Right. I mean, and we, so I imagine that the other picture that we don't see is Eddie Bravo in the bathroom without his shoes on, <laughs> <laughs> walking on his hands. <laughs> What are you doing, Eddie? <laughs> what happened to yeah. you, Eddie? Yeah, I think this is like, this isn't even like a stickler thing. Like, this is a fucking hard and fast rule. Yeah, this is, this a, is law. a law. <laughs> it's a law. This is a law, baby. You don't wear your shoes on the back. Eddie Bravo, you broke the law. And <laughs> I don't, I can't really threaten him necessarily. No. Jeff, could you, could you threaten him? Yeah, I'll threaten you. Thank you. <laughs> Eddie, you broke the law. Don't let it happen again. Sorry. But more importantly, you broke my heart. 
Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to <laughs> Oh, laugh. did you think that was fucking funny? No, I have other news. Uh, oh, I, other news in the world of jujitsu. This is a fun little story I, I was viewing on Instagram before this. I do this because it's in, for Sir Darth Rigatoni himself, Mikey Musumeci. Ah. Oh, I said it right. You did say it. I did it. say it right. Holy shit. You've been practicing. I've been watching clips. Uh, <laughs> this is from a Per One Championship. This is Ain't No Stopping Mikey Musumeci. I just said it. The American BJJ superstar takes on Japanese martial arts legend Shinya Aoki Mm -hmm. this Friday in an open weight submission grappling scrap at one fight night 15 on Prime Video. Unfortunately, Jeff, I'm sorry. I did get free Prime. I did need something quick. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know you have a beef with Amazon. I do. But I have Prime Video. I'll give you the login. Okay. We should watch this. This is going to be a good fight. It'll likely be on flow grappling as well. Oh, okay. But never imagine. mind. Don't do that. Maybe not, unless there was like some sort of exclusive deal with Prime. I love one championship. This is a, a little editorial. I love one uh, one championship. But that's this Friday? Yeah. Okay, so that's this it. podcast won't come out until Monday. But it is. it will be online to watch. I mean, obviously, you don't have to watch it live. I think... I don't know what time it said, actually. Oh, 8 p.m. Damn, that's good. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> Eastern time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Eastern time. Yeah, okay. holy shit. Um. So you can watch it live if you're if you have a time machine, and or you can go back and watch it on Prime Video or on YouTube. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, or in clips. I I want to predict. Let me predict. <laughs> Please do. I also Stanley, legitimately, brother. <laughs> Come here, Stanley. Did you take? He's on meth for sure. He is on meth. He got into your meth stash. My professional prediction is. Mikey Musumeci will win via rear naked choke. I'm going to say six minutes in. Wow. Good one. Okay. Well, we'll see if that uh, happens. Yeah. Uh, the rear RNC, six minutes in. Yeah. That's my, okay. that's my prediction. And For I, Mikey. I don't think it'll be easy. I don't think he's going to run no. through him. No. But I think no. it will be a fucking, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And just one last uh, quick note. For uh, uh, upcoming MMA fight that's yeah. going to be happening between John Jones and Stipe Miocic, yeah, our buddy, uh, he who shall not be named, but we all know who he is. He's the great one. He's the yeah, king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, this is a post from uh, John Jones. My boy Gordon Ryan served me up a large hot piece of humble pie tonight. It was exactly what I was looking for. At the same time, my emotions are all messed up. <laughs> gonna have a hard time sleeping tonight. Expect singing videos at two a.m. Okay. Training with a twenty-eight-year-old phenom to fight a forty-one-year-old goat. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in the trenches where I belong. Okay. So John Jones is currently training with Gordon Ryan for his upcoming fight with Stipe Miocic. Well, he's smart. Holy shit! Yeah, holy shit is right. I thought Stipe and I'm we sorry. saw some we saw some video though earlier of them rolling together. But I mean, but I mean, like. Still, it, it's still like continuing. Like I did, I I saw that they had rolled. Yeah. I didn't know that they were actively. No, I know, I know, like, but but it's like now it makes sense. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's like you said, it's probably costing them a fuck ton of money, or maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That mm-hmm. might be a win win for Gordon. Maybe. But also, holy shit! Yeah, that's crazy. That I want to. I want to watch the training video. <laughs> Can we please <laughs> we'll, watch we'll, these? Well, hopefully we'll get a we'll get a piece of that as we lead up to the fight. Then, but also the one thing I wanted to bring up was the fact that he he mentioned that he was served up a hot piece of humble pie. Yeah. We did not see the outcome of that video when we saw them scrapping. We can um, we can envision it. Holy no! I I could not envision. I I could envision it being an amazing rampage esque battle through Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't imagine Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah, but like, I guess Gordon Ryan is. So now I really want to see him in MMA, because if he's if he's that competitive, at least yeah. grappling with, uh, yeah, uh, man, this is just it opens up so many doors. Yeah, in my opinion, to know that they're actively like hanging out because is he getting striking training? Is it a win win? Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say, but very fascinating though. Very fascinating. Well, thanks, Pat. Yeah, I appreciate you. I have thanks. You actually had a lot of things. I had a lot you. of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, scuba suit. You know what? Hold on. <laughs> you know. So won't be wearing this one again. 
<laughs> you know what time it is, right? Uh, it's time to ask, ask a black belt. belt. I got a couple questions for you today. Sure. Silly, but also maybe there's a little. I like silly. There's a little fun in them. Fun in them. Fun, fun. in them. <laughs> what? There is a little fundamentals in them. Oh, there's fundamentals. Because both of them are jujitsu related questions. Okay, perfect. So this is from Basic Ben. Basic Ben. He asks, How many Jeff Becks would it take to tap one gorilla and how? Oh, okay. The answer to this question is simple, Basic Ben. It's one Jeff Beck. Wow. And this one? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, <laughs> and the submission of choice in every one of these scenarios is going to be the rear naked choke. Right. I've, I say it all the time. How many gorillas do you see kill something behind it? Yeah. None. None. How many of them do you see die with something behind it? At least that one. Well, we can count one. That's right. The next question that we have is from a frequent contributor, Casey. Uh, Casey asks, is there a level above black belt, like black belt squared? Well, there there are, yes. There's your coral belt. (laughs) (laughs) How many stripes do you have to get to a a coral? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six... Because it's seven. So your degrees in black belt, the first two, the first two come every three years, and then it's every five years after that okay. in rank. Okay. So I think it's seven. I think it's seventh degree. Wow. I think after your seventh degree, you're eligible for your coral belt, and you can't like the Gracies have like a red belt, but that's like a, it's like an honorary. Okay, so that's not like yeah, that's what yeah. I was. I, I thought that's what. So that's not what a coral belt is. No, no. A coral belt is a coral belt. And the red belt's something else. Oh, so. okay. So, because I remember there being some kind of exclusivity to the Gracies. With yeah, the yeah. For the red belt, it's okay. that's an honorary title. But the coral belt is definitely a real thing. And actually, uh, someone who, you know, the, our academy has a personal relationship with, one of the greatest jujitsu practitioners of all time, Ricardo Laborio, is actually due for his coral belt here in March. Oh. So he'll be getting his coral belt, um, which is super awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we actually all got invited to go to um, to Brazil to Rio. Yeah, for for this. So is that where all of the promotions would happen, or is that just this one in particular? Just this one in particular. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is you a know, big I mean, deal. Like there's like it's a, kind of a fucking big deal. I would assume you could probably. I, again, you probably don't know offhand, but is there's a, probably not a ton of coral belts out there. Right? No, 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 you know no. What I mean, like yeah. a handful. Yeah, a handful. I mean, we're going to see more of them as as like time progresses, but uh, yeah. because there's going to be more black belts and so forth. Dude, the the streets in like twenty years are going to be nuts. It's going to be fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're like, yeah, you can't be like, oh, well, I'm a black belt in jujitsu, and everyone's like, who isn't? So what? Who gives a fuck? Everybody is. <laughs> So the the funny thing is is that like and to answer your question, Casey, the, the the reality is the reality is is that black belt is the it. You get your black belt and then that's it. Yeah. You know the idea that you'll make it long enough to get your coral belt. Like I mean, as in terms of being alive, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. like I won't I won't likely see my coral belt. Oh wow! I'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Rio and get you one. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't do that. I'm terrible with math, guys. So I couldn't do the math in my head to determine, like, based on my age, like, how long it would take for me to, to achieve that rank. Um, yeah. But but the reality is that for, for I would say, 99% of every practitioner that makes it to Black Belt, Black Belt is the final rank. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think the and, and you uh, get your degrees. You get your degrees after the degrees are kind of just like the like they're like the mile markers, like the yeah. Like your, how many years in rank you've be, yeah you've been at that? What if you're a black belt? You're a fucking black belt, right? <laughs> you know? And the degrees, like the funny thing too about degrees is that they sort of come whenever your professor gives them to you. Like yeah. it's not like on the on the three years to the day that you were your black belt, you get your degree. Like 
Yeah, I was going to say, your professor they, awards it to you. You don't check in, so like it's not. <laughs> I do. Ch- I check in all the time. Oh, do, really? I check in every class. Yeah, and you should too, again, guys. Hey God. Jeff, should we check in? It's a, one one last ask a black belt question. Hey Jeff, should everybody check in? Yes. Okay. Please check in. God damn it! Sorry, I triggered him. Uh, Jeff, Scuba Pat wants to know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I embracing lo- it now. I almost lost that one in my so, nose. I know that's why I did it to you. <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> it's uh, a dish best served cold. Uh, but you know what else is served uh, cold? What's that? Uh, some cool tunes, baby. Yeah, what's on your turntable? This is a rare occasion. No. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Rare. A top five favorite band of mine. Okay. Has been birthed out of nothing. What? I've never heard of a band that has existed apparently since like 2013, existing of some members of now some of my favorite bands. Converge. Okay. Cave In. Okay. High on Fire. Never heard of them. Sorry. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a scale. <laughs> this band is known as Mutoid Man. Okay. I was uh, screwing around on Instagram. I think two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, just some Saturday afternoon, just fucking around, whatever. And I come across a music clip of theirs that I really liked. Okay, and you're like, okay, whoa. Wow. You're like, whoa, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait yeah. a minute. Holy shit. Yeah, this I love is that cool. feeling, this by the way. This sounds so, yeah. yeah. I you say to myself, music? I hear, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this has potential. Yeah. Like, I, whoa. So I, ch- I, you know, give them a little goog, check out on Spotify. <laughs> I, I watch a current music video of theirs, which is reminds me. So this band, just a, a, a short synopsis, is a somewhat of a super group of existing of other band members, obviously. Sure. Yeah. And they also happen to remind me of the rest of my top 10 favorite bands. Every one of the bands that I love, this band somehow incorporates part of their style into their songs they're like a legacy band they have the creative uh look they have really cool music videos they have a great catalog i got so excited that i was like oh my god you hit the link you find out oh let's just look up some more uh, oh they're on tour they're gonna be in mechanicsburg in november <laughs> no shit yeah i bought tickets immediately wow they, they like i went from like zero to 60 this being one of my top three favorite maybe five top you five said top five bands. originally yeah, top five but still say. that's a huge like to, to find them two weeks ago and then be in your top five is incredible I've never even heard of them and i feel so i feel bad saying that just saying like to, why i don't mean to say like giving well to didn't say, we like, just talk about this you're right you're right i'm not gonna beat myself up yeah if you it. don't know you don't know until you know but and I'm now you know so happy that that's great now. man yeah and it's like and i can't imagine like i'm i was Listening to them. I had my headphones in. Yeah. I fucking, like, I love this band. That's and great. Mutoid Man. Uh, look them up on, on YouTube. Their yeah. uh, latest re- release is uh, Mutants. And I, I highly suggest that. Or also... I'm, um, I'm going to put them in my phone right now so I can listen to them on the way home. It's it's weird. A three-piece band that, like like I said... And a three-piece to boot. And, like, the fact that they have... Uh, or not only have members of some of my favorite bands, like Converge or something like that. Now also Caven. I got right. them to check out as well. I really didn't know much about them, but okay, I'm very excited to find a three-piece fucking ripper that is going to be in my fucking town real yeah. soon. Yeah, I love this. I, I may be like one of those Taylor Swift uh, their artwork's cool there. too. Yeah, dude, it's like crazy. Yeah, it's, their artwork's really good. They are perfect top to bottom band. Their merch is cool. They're fucking... Like I said, videos. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just, now. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I, I love it. I'm. I like. I give goosebumps. I love yeah. it. Terrific. So, so sorry. What's on your? I really <laughs> hope I'm not disappointed by Mewtwo. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, these guys kind of blow. <laughs> this guy, these guys sound like. These guys sound like a cross between Kenny G and Enya. What the fuck? Cat likes yacht rock. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I mean, rock. who doesn't like say? Yacht Rock? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for, on my turntable, not like I'm stoked. Don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah. but I can't possibly be as excited as finding new music like that. I mean, it reminds yeah. me of just recently finding a new, like realizing that Painted Black's bringing out yeah. a new record on November. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, 
I still I'm still like over the moon. Over imagine this. that. Yeah. Imagine at that time you didn't realize Painted Black existed. Oh right, and right. And I heard back. yeah, and I said, like, "What the fuck, <laughs> dude?" I love. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. Where I'm like, "How did I sleep on this?" And then I and I just yeah. go through the whole catalog and I learn everything about them and who produced this record and what acts they were associated. It's great. Yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. But um, on my turntable right now, as we all know, we are in October, which is the spooky Ooh. season. <laughs> so I, I um. I go through cycles like everybody else and I tend to like gravitate towards certain things during certain times of the year. And because it's October, I'm uh, breaking out all of my psychobilly records. Nice. Because nice. if you guys aren't familiar with psychobilly, it's like it's like punk rock and rockabilly um, in in a uh, uh, and think it makes horror into yeah. that. And then you have psychobilly. Yeah. It's um it's faster. It's darker. It's um you know and some of it's tongue in cheek, but. It kind of uses the effect, like the effects. It's like the Misfits if they played rockabilly. Yeah, it's like it's like using the effects of, or even for like maybe some uh, people that may not know, more like a, let's say like Alice Cooper meets uh, what's um, his face, uh, the Stray Cats. <laughs> Stray Cats. Yeah, that's, I was trying to think <laughs> yeah. of the one famous guy, <laughs> Brian Setzer. Yeah, Brian Setzer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. like they, I feel like they use a lot of the the same effects as yeah. normal like uh, rockabilly or oh they do like anything. lots of slapback echo lots of like I mean stand up bass is a, is a primary feature and but they use it to make like spooky eerie yeah elements it's, it's like, awesome they use it they use all of the elements perfectly for it yeah and I, and I would say yeah you're right that's, yeah that's psychobilly great, is an great. entire like is an entire like uh, you know movement slash genre of music so I mean there's like there's all these um, there's there's people that live the psychobilly lifestyle in yeah. addition to this, but um, the the band that's on my turntable right now is from England um, and they were popular in the '80s and they still exist. Their name is Batmobile. Batmobile. Yeah, and if you've not listened to Batmobile, um, I highly recommend uh, their self-titled record, Batmobile. Uh, listen to the Transylvania Express. It's a great uh, it's a great intro to. Okay. Psychobilly, um, in general, it's a great. Uh, you like the, <laughs> you, it's it's just terrific because it's it's just like um it's a, it's a really great music to listen to. I mean, I'm a big uh, big Tiger Army fan. I've been one since yeah, yeah. like since the band started. Okay, I have like their original EP limited edition i, I always mean, loved his little coil cord that he had yeah where it, like stretched out like that like Nick 13 yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was always so fun like i was like every time i would see them live i would just like have such anxiety just being like guys be i have careful. a i have a nick 13 story you want to hear it yeah, yeah, yeah and then we'll get we'll get the hell out of here yeah. all right and i can't believe i'm putting this on a podcast because uh -oh. first of all the story is completely immature and second of all <laughs> <laughs> second of all i actually like Nick 13, who's the lead singer of a band called Tiger Army. Tiger Army Tiger Army is um, out of California. Great band. They've been around for a long time. They've been through a lot of ups and downs. In fact, at one point, their their drummer got shot like five times. Oh, yeah, dude, at a fucking like barbecue. Yikes. He lived. Oh, you know, good. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it was in the middle of recording a record, and Fred Hell from the Misfits had to sit in on drums for the, yeah, for the record, for the recording. Jesus Christ. But at any rate, um, the, so the, these guys, <laughs> they clearly don't fuck around, but anyway, the, here's the thing. Uh, we, we used to go, a couple of my friends and I, we used to go to the, the Vegas rockabilly weekender in Vegas every year. And it's like a long weekend where it's a lot of like, it's a car show, lots of rockabilly bands. Um, definitely very, very cool. Well, Nick 13 was there, yeah. but he was all by himself. Cause there was no, like no psycho kids there. It was just all a bunch of like, and Trust me when I tell you that, like, rockabilly kids can get a little, like, pompous about yeah. being like, oh, you're not rockabilly Pomp enough. Pompous. That's pompous pompadours. Okay. You'd be like, uh, yes. Pompous. You could have met me halfway on that yeah, one. By I know. The way. I, I didn't know where you were going that far. I was watching your elbow. I know. What <laughs> I know. Now you did is hyperextend it. Thanks. Um, so. Anyway, Nick we saw, there, yeah, yeah, Nick 13 was there and he's like walking around. He's all lonely. So we, we started like following behind him and we were like, Nicholas. Nicholas one three, <laughs> and he would just like hang his head and keep walking. <laughs> his pump is like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, oh, Nicholas, Nicholas one three. <laughs> did you? It's have so immature. I don't know why we did it. It was just because because it was it was uh, like because that's the thing where you have this like uh you have this weird urge to yeah. do something. You know nobody's getting hurt. 
I guess you may you maybe made him. I don't even know if he heard us, but like it was still funny. Right, you still saw him, and you still, if anything, you were like, "Oh, Nicholas." Oh, see, that's the thing. I I do those things with a friend of mine, yeah, but just not to the person. (laughs) Oh, Nicholas! Oh, poor Nicholas! I'm just saying it to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's That's what's on my turntable right now. So lots of like lots of spooky stuff. I have like um, I love a big horror fan. Necromantics. I love the necromantics. Um, you know, I love the uh the meteors. Um, you've got you know, say like you've got like uh, Batmobile. You've got Tiger Army. You've got if you like, I, I'm not pops. a huge. You have yeah. the horror pops. I'm not a huge fan of the horror pops, yeah, but yeah. you got the horror pops. Um, there's just there's just tons and long tall Texans. There's tons of psychobilly bands out there that are probably worth your listen. You should but, check out Unknown Henson. Okay, he's a just a um not no other precursor. Look up unknown Hinson. Okay. Unknown Hinson. Yeah. He's, he goes along with the spooky vibe as well as the rockabilly vibe, but it's also a little something extra. Oh, a little something extra. <laughs> something extra. All right, great. Terrific. Well, uh, Jeff, this has been a wonderful show despite Stanley, the menace of the podcast menace. this week. Uh, he is on, he's on probation now, and if he doesn't straighten up, he may not get any kitty food. Yeah. I mean, you make your bed, you lie in it. That's one to grow on.